130. This is a hell of a crowd for 130 in the afternoon. Thank you. Great state. It's fantastic to be back in North Carolina with thousands of loyal, hardworking American patriots. 19 days from now. Think of that. 19 days. You believe this? We're going to win the state of North Carolina. We're going to win four more years in the White House. This election is a simple choice. If Biden wins, China wins. You see what's going on? And when we win, North Carolina wins and America wins. It's very simple. The last 47 years, Joe Biden's betrayed the workers of North Carolina through one act of economic treachery after another. And now you see what's happening. They got caught stealing, folks. Biden's a servant of the wealthy donors and globalists and special interests who got rich, bleeding America dry, taking your jobs from North Carolina and every other place and moving them out of the country. And we turned it around. You got to remember that. These corrupt forces, they don't see our nation as a protector of its citizens, but as a vehicle for personal profit and power at your expense. And you see it happening right now. They hold everyone in contempt, and they always put the American worker last. And that's what's happened until I came along. In fact, it's the primary reason I came along, if you think about it. They keep their jobs while outsourcing your jobs to other countries, countries that you've never even heard about. They build walls for themselves while forcing your family to suffer the consequences of illegal immigration, drugs, and crime. And you know it very well over here. For five decades, Joe Biden shipped away your jobs, shut down your factories, threw open your borders, and ravaged our cities while sacrificing American blood and treasure in endless foreign wars. And you know, they're all coming back. They're almost back. Our great soldiers. Our great soldiers. Countries you never even heard about. He's the embodiment of the political class that enriched itself while draining the economic life and soul out of our country. Yesterday, we learned from newly released emails, and I want to thank the New York Post for showing real bravery. That Joe Biden has been blatantly lying about his involvement in his son's corrupt business dealings. Joe Biden is a corrupt politician, and he has been corrupt for many years, and everybody in Washington knew it. And just now, a little while ago, a news story shows up that Hunter made a deal with a wealthy Chinese business magnet for $10 million a year for introductions only. Introductions. I don't know. Will you take 10 million a year to introduce people? Yeah, to introduce dad. Dad, say hello. And by the way, dad, give them everything they want. Okay, give them everything they want, dad. Hunter also referred to another more lasting and lucrative arrangement with the same Chinese businessman that would be so much more interesting to me and my family. That's what he said. That's a quote. These deals were made 
At the same time, Joe Biden was letting China steal your jobs and take away your factories. If Biden is elected, the United States will be owned by China. But we don't have to worry about it because I can't believe I can't believe it's going to happen. He's shot just so we understand. We cannot have a leader that's just about half shot. Can you believe, can we believe we're even fighting against this guy? But you know what? They're a powerful party. They're a very corrupt party. They're in bed with the media, the fake news right back there. And totally protected by big tech. If I said what he said, they'd be calling for me out of there in 24 hours. What this guy has said. Two days ago, he said, I'm running for the United States Senate. That's the third time he said, I'm running for the... Now, that's not... Look, let's, that's not like a regular, like, mistake. You can make a mistake. He said that, and he said other things, but we won't even get into it. This is crazy. This is the craziest race. You know what? I'm running against the worst candidate in the history of presidential politics. And if I lose, it puts more pressure. I wish he was good. I wish he was good. I'd have less pressure. You know, I mean, how do you lose to a guy like this? How do you lose to a guy like this? Ay, ay, ay. And by the way, we're leading in North Carolina. Paul just came out. I think we're leading everywhere where people are intelligent, actually. And you actually, we just got to report the lines are through the roof on areas that would more typically vote for us. I'm trying to be diplomatic when I say that. Thank you. But this election is a matter of national security. It really is. We can't let this happen. It's a matter of national security. The Bidens got rich while America got robbed. Now big tech, you see what's going on with big tech? Is censoring these stories to try and get Biden out of this impossible jam. He's in a big jam. You know, his son left his uh, laptop at some place. Fixed my laptop. He forgot to pick it up. The guy from the laptop, it looks like he saw it. He said, wow, this is really criminal stuff. He brought it to the FBI. Can you believe this? This could only happen to me and the people of North Carolina, though. This could only happen to us. Can you imagine he's fixing a laptop? He says, this is really bad stuff. I think I'll bring it into law enforcement. Anyway, they've got it. They've got a lot of them. I hear they have stuff coming out you won't even believe. Yeah, you'll believe it. He and his family are crooked, and they were caught. They got caught. Now they're being protected by big tech. And if big tech persists in coordination with the mainstream media, we must immediately strip them of their Section 230 protection. Okay, it's very simple. And we all believe in freedom of the press, but don't forget, big tech got something years ago that let them become big tech. They got total protection. They don't get sued. They don't get anything. They're totally protected. So the government gave that. So that takes away that little feeling that, oh, gee, we can't talk to them about freedom of the press, etc. No, we're going to take away their Section 230 unless they shape up. 
And believe it or not, even the Democrats agree. Of course, the only problem we have when they say that we're against, it's like the wall. You know, we're building the wall. It's going up. It took, it was so hard. It was so hard getting that done. There was very few people could have gotten that done. We're up over 400 miles. But here's what's happened. I just think back. All I had to say is we will not build the wall. They would have given me so much money. I had to say we were building it, but we got it going and we have the safest southern border we've ever had. So that's all. In 2016, North Carolina voted to fire this corrupt and decrepit political establishment. And you elected an outsider as president of the United States who put America first. Yeah, we've done a job. We've done a great job, and uh, it's been amazing. And our comeback, you know, we nobody's ever done anything like what we did, and then we got hit by the China plague. Shouldn't have let it happen. And uh, we're now coming back at a level that nobody's ever seen before. Nobody thought it was possible. They thought we'd be at 42% unemployment. We just hit 7.8%. Can you believe it? Now, we were at 3.5%. I even went to North Carolina. I needed a good chief of staff. I said, where is he? Where's, where's Mark Meadows? Where's Mark? Where's Mark? Come here, Mark. Come here. Can you imagine I had to go to North Carolina to find my chief of state? Ah, he's great. Now he's done a great job. He's done a great job. And he followed me and I said, you know what? I just tested positive. He didn't care. He was in that helicopter. Hey, he's from North Carolina. What can I He's great. Doing a great job. You elected me to restore the principle that's a nation's first duty, and it's to its own citizens. We're about our country, right? I'm president of our country. We're not president of the world. We're not president of the world. USA. So if I don't sound like a typical Washington politician, it's because I'm not a politician. And if I don't always seem to be playing by the rules of the Washington establishment, it's because I was elected to fight for you harder than any other president has ever fought for our country's people. And right now I'm fighting to eradicate the virus and we're doing really a good job. We're rounding the turn. You see what's going on in Europe? It's flaming up. These characters back there that say, well, look at Europe. Well, I'll tell you what, go take a look. Go take a look. No, we're doing a great job. We're doing a great job. They didn't give the credit. I don't want the credit. But our vice president worked 24 hours a day. Mike Pat. And we had a lot of governors. They worked with us, but we had some that were really good and some that were really not so good. I'll let you know. One day I'll write a little book and I'll tell you who the good ones were. But we made a lot of people look good. We've done a great job, and we have some incredible statistics. But we want to rebuild the economy, and that's happening quickly. We had the greatest economy we've ever had. Think of it. Now, 
We closed it down. We saved two million lives by closing it down. We closed it down and now we're building it back up. And by the way, North Carolina, tell your governor, open up your state, open up your schools. Right? They'll announce on November 4th, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're opening up uh, North Carolina. And by the way, Pennsylvania, you know, we've been suing a lot of states that are run by Democrats, right? I always call them high crime. But the fact is, that's where the crime is. But, you know, we've been suing a lot of people and we just won in Michigan against what she did was terrible. I mean, she did like a prison warden. And uh, so Michigan, we won on constitutional basis. They have to open it up. You got to open this one up. I mean, the people want to get back. The kids want to be back in school. 99.9%. Like you heard yesterday, that's, you know, my baron, my tall baron. He's very tall. My beautiful baron, handsome. He is handsome. But my beautiful baron had it. He recovered like so fast. I said, wait a minute. How long did that take? They have the strongest immune systems. They're better than all of us. That's what they are. They're kids for some reason. But we've learned about this disease. You've got to open up your businesses, open up your schools, get it going. We have incredible therapeutics. We have incredible drugs. We have, in my opinion, a cure because I took something, Regeneron. It was, you know, highly sophisticated stuff. The antibodies and uh, Eli Lilly makes an incredible drug. And what we've done is incredible. This has all been over the last six months. It's all happened. We got the FDA for fast approvals. They would have taken years and years, and they're doing it. They came to me and one, sir, this will take approximately two years. I said, nope, I need it approved tomorrow. They said, that's not good. We got it, too. We got it. But this is the most important election in the history of our country. Joe Biden has made a corrupt bargain in exchange for his party's nomination. He has handed control of the socialists. I mean, he's given control of this party, the Democrats. They used to be like normal people. Now they're socialists, Marxists, communists. That's right. You said it. I didn't say it. Communists. And some people would say far left lunatics. Look at the Green New Deal. Well, don't slap too hard. Go out and vote. We'll slap later. Because these people are crazy. If he wins, the radical left will be running the country because they're addicted to power. And God help us if they win. We won't have our country anymore. And it'll never be able to come back. They never do. You know, if you look at 20 years ago, Venezuela had oil, had wealth, had the less than 20 years ago, had everything. Now they don't have water. They don't have food. They don't have medicine. They have nothing but killing all over their streets. This happened in a short period of time, and it's the same ideology. You see it. The Democrat Party talks about decency and decorum while they demonize cancel. You know the word cancel, right? They want to cancel your culture and persecute anyone who refuses to bend to their will. I don't think they like me too much, do they? They don't like me too much. That's really an honor. That's an honor. You know why? Because those words, nobody 
has ever heard them at a political event. I liked Ronald Reagan. And they'd say, we like you, Ronald Reagan, but that's, but nobody's ever heard those words, right? We love you. Whoever, what? No, seriously, what politician has ever heard those words? I've never said those words. And that happens, and I consider that a great honor, and thank you very much. But the Democrats smear decent Americans as racist, slander our nation as evil, indoctrinate our children and incite anti-American riots on our streets that we could control in 25 minutes as we did in Minneapolis, as we do wherever we go, but they have to invite us in. By law, they have to invite us in. We want to go to Portland so bad. That one would take 15 minutes to set. 15 minutes. And the man that shot another innocent man, this was an innocent man, shot, killed, instantly killed. I said, what happened? Well, we haven't arrested him. Two days, three days went by. We sent in the U.S. Marshals. Took 15 minutes, it was over. 15 minutes, it was over. We got him. They knew who he was. They didn't want to arrest him. And 15 minutes, that ended. Anyway, but, and they called themselves peaceful protesters. You know, in theory, we're not supposed to be. And look at all the masks. You know, they keep saying, nobody wears masks. Wear the masks. Although then they come out with things today. Did you see CDC? That 85% of the people wearing the mask catch it, okay? Then you have my friend, and he's a nice guy, Tony. Tony Fauci. He's a nice guy. He said, this is not a threat. This is not a problem. Don't worry about this. Not that one's a problem. It's the craziest thing. Then he said, do not wear a mask. Do not wear a mask under any circumstances. Don't wear a mask. Don't, 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 right? So we don't wear a mask. Then they say, oh, wear a mask. I never saw it. Do you ever see any conflicts? But he's a nice guy, so I keep him around, right? We'll keep him around. He's a Democrat. Everybody knows that. He's Cuomo's friend. Cuomo did the worst job of any governor in the United States. Almost 40,000 people died more. And 11,000 at least. And, you know, I gave him this big convention center. 2,800 beds. He didn't use it. I gave him a ship. I gave them the great hospital ship, meant for wars. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of incredible, you have to see the ship. I've been on it many times. It's incredible. They didn't use it. Instead, they sent sick people back into nursing homes, right? It's a disgrace. The Democrat Party is ashamed of America. The Republican Party is proud of America. And that's a big difference. Big difference. So, you know, I'm being set up tonight, right? So I'm doing this town hall with uh, Concast, C-O-N, right? Con, because it's a con job, Concast, C-O-N, not C-O-M, C-O-N, cast. So I'm doing it, and it's NBC, the worst, home of Sleepy Eyes, Chuck Todd, and some others. And they gave Lester Holt, he's a beauty, they gave Joe Biden a week ago a town hall, and it was meant for children. In fact, speaking of Baron Trump, fully recovered in like a record time, Baron Trump would do great on that show because he's a young child. They asked him questions that a child could answer, any child. A smart child, not such a smart child. 
And they got taken apart. You know, it was a joke. It was a joke. And so they asked me if I do it, and I figured, what the hell, we got a free hour on television. And we have Savannah Guthrie. She's always lovely, isn't she? But I figured, why not? What's the difference in tone between they, what they did to this guy that can't put two sentences together and what they do to me? But with me, it's me. It's our life. We know what we're doing, and we just go on and we do it. But they're doing him on... They're doing him on ABC. And actually, I'd like to watch him because I want to see if he can make it through the program. And, and honestly, they'll be so soft. George Stephanopoulos, I did him a couple of weeks ago, it was fine. His questions were unfair. They said that the audience is neutral. Turned it out that they only had never Trumpers in there. But these are minor, you know, little, little minor facts. Well, that happened with the other guy, too. It was supposed to be neutral. It turned out that they were all like big Democrats, right? Big Democrats. Because you know what? The fake news media is corrupt, okay? It's corrupt. And we've shown it so many times. So I'll see you later on NBC. I look forward to it. We're going to be doing it from Miami, where we're doing very well in Florida, too, by the way. We just got numbers back. Doing very well. And the senior citizens are liking us, I think, more and more every day. Every day they see what we're doing. Every single day, but we're going to be doing that from Florida. So you watch tonight, you know, if you want to have a little entertainment, watch. Let's just see. I just want to see the tone of the way they treated this character and the way they treat us. It's not me, it's us. The way they treat us. So the candidate whose supporters are burning American flags, and I say all the time, let's put in some kind of a major, major resolution. You burn an American flag, you spend one year in jail. Do it. the politicians are weak. That's the politicians could do this. That's where they're weak, the politicians. And you know, I think it lost five to four in the Supreme Court. Now we have a different Supreme Court. Hey, by the way, can you imagine? We're going to have number three in one term, which is a record. A record. You know, presidents go an entire, you know, presidency, uh, one term, two terms, without ever having to pick a Supreme Court. I have three in the first term. Their heads are exploding. <laughs> These people can't believe it. You know what? Our friends over here, they can't believe what's happening, I'll tell you. But we have three, and how good is Amy? How good is Amy? Right? <laughs> it's happening. They said, uh, he should not be able to do this. I said, why? I'm in my fourth year. He should not be allowed to do it. But then they have a quote from Justice Ginsburg, Ginsburg talking about, I guess it was uh, Obama, right? That, well, wait a minute. He's elected for four years. He's not elected for three years. That didn't help them. You know, that didn't help their cause. No, we got it done. It looks like uh, it's going to be done very soon. They have a one-week period where they sit, but they're getting out of committee. And it's very exciting. And I'll tell you what, she's been flawless. She hasn't made a mistake. She's toying with those Democrat evil people. They're evil. The way they treated Justice Kavanaugh was 
uh, one of the greatest disgraces. I've never seen anything like it. And I've watched a lot of unfair things. I get treated that way all the time, okay? But I want to tell you, I've never seen anything like it, the way they went after Justice Kavanaugh. With false accusations and everything else, it's a disgrace. But they're not playing that card here. They're not playing that card. At least so far, they're not. But we'll be watching very closely. But she's been spectacular. She's getting rave reviews. She's a great intellect. Her professor, who is a great professor many years, said the single greatest student that he's ever had. That meant something to me. You know, it's always nice. As long as you're doing it, you might as well put smart people. Now they'll say, he discriminates. He discriminates against others. Now, I'd like to have smart people on the Supreme Court. And she's been great. But the candidate whose supporters are tearing down our statues is not going to deliver any civility. And by the way, we solve every problem. And these are Democrat, radical left usually, but Democrat areas that are having these high crime. The Republicans are doing fantastically well. Remember it. No cash bail. They do things that nobody could even conceive of. And they're out of control. But you know what's going to bring it all together? Success. Because we were bringing it all together. Before the plague came in from China, it should never happened. They shouldn't have let it happen. They let it happen. We're not forgetting. They'll pay for it. But before the plague came in from China, well, Biden's not going to make them pay. No, he's going to get cash. They pay his son a lot of money. What's he going to do? Say, hey, you know, you shouldn't do this. And that's true. That's like common sense. Look at the money they've taken out of China. I'll tell you what, he really is. He's a corrupt politician. Just remember it. And I'm going to say it more and more. and, And Facebook and all can try and shut us down. But you know what? Everybody knows it. You don't have a kid who gets thrown out of the military. Has he got a job for a long time? His father becomes the vice president. And now this kid's going into every country, walking away with millions of dollars from every country with no talent, no skill, no expertise, and the press doesn't want to cover it because they're corrupt. Is that true? I mean, how, how true is that? And then you look at the way Joe Biden lives. He lives on a politician's salary for his whole life, 47 years, right? And he lives in these beautiful houses all over the place. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him, but he's a politician, and you're not supposed to live like uh, you've made $20 million a year. So he's corrupt as hell, and everyone knows it. Joe Biden and the Democrat socialists will kill your job, and that's what they've done. They've killed your jobs, dismantle your police departments, and that's what they're doing, dissolve your borders, release criminal aliens, raise your taxes by four times. And how about this? How about the fracking? There will be no fracking. You know, that's what everybody was against because, you know, the super radical left primaries, right? There will be no fracking. Here's Biden. No, I said there will be. How many times do I have to say it? There will be no fracking. Now he gets a nomination. The following day, he said, no, there will be fracking. And I said, okay, he's going to get killed by the media on this. They never even asked him the question. I hope you're watching Pennsylvania because you will lose One million fracking jobs almost immediately. Because you know what? Joe has no control over that party. That's all AOC and Crazy Bernie and all these maniacs. But we were coming together really well. There was going to be, I was getting calls from people that normally I wouldn't want and they wouldn't want me. And they're saying, you know, it's amazing. We had the best unemployment numbers we've ever had. 
We had 160 million people working. Think about it. 160 million. We were never even close. We were beating China at a level that they've never been beaten before. I was charging them tariffs. They didn't know what the hell to do. And you know, they were always going to overtake us in 2019. If you go back 15, 20 years, 10 years, China was always going to overtake us. 2019. Well, in 2019, we became much, much bigger. And we were way overtaking them. And they weren't even close to overtaking us. It was just the opposite. But we were coming together as a country because everything was good. Hispanic Americans, African Americans, Asian Americans, women, people with diplomas, people without diplomas, people with no high school education, PhDs from MIT. Everybody was coming together. And then we had the plague. But that's going to bring us together again because you had your best year in the history of your state. You had the best year last year. That's the history of your state. You're going to have a better year coming up. This is going to be a better year. And watch your third number. Watch your third quarter. Watch your third quarter. But the radical Democrats will confiscate your guns, destroy your suburbs. I keep hearing about the suburban women. The American dream, it is. I, I let you have the American dream. I wiped out a regulation that will, will destroy the suburbs. You know that? You know about that. I wiped it out, right? They don't want to have a project built next to their beautiful house, right? So why is it that the fake news keeps saying that women aren't going to like Trump? I think, you know what women want more than anything else? They want safety, security, and they want to be able to have their houses and leave me alone, right? The suburban woman. And then early on, before I realized it wasn't politically correct, sorry folks, haven't been doing this too long, I said, the suburban housewife loves Trump. And they went, by the way, the women, they loved it. Does anybody mind that term? Is that a bad term? You know, the only people that mind it, those people wear with the cameras, look at them. Look how innocent they look, and they're not innocent. They're not innocent. The enemy of the people. I call them the enemy of the people. But anyway, so the suburban women should love Trump. Now, this is the same thing as this is like a carbon copy of what happened last time. Not nearly as bad. Remember, you had nine states. I was going to lose all of them the day before. And they were just wrong a little bit. I won all of them. So I was going to lose all nine. They said, this will be a horrible evening for Donald Trump. That wasn't President Trump. That was Donald Trump. This evening will be over very shortly. Then we win Florida. We win North Carolina, by the way. We win South Carolina. We win Georgia. We ran the coast. We just ran it one after another. And remember it said, you had this little crazy chart on uh, NBC. And that's when the people started crying that worked there. My God, what am I going to tell my wife after two and a half years of saying he's not going to make it? And remember, it said 3%. I had a 3% chance, right? So it's so a 3%. Then we won Utah. Remember, we were supposed to lose Utah. We won. We only won by 22 points, you know. Very accurate. But so we win Utah. So it goes 3%, 5%, 8%. 
Now they're saying, man, that sucker, that number is getting bad up there. That little number. Then it started getting smaller, you know, because they did, they made the number small, but the number was actually getting bigger. 21%, 25%. Then we won a place called North Carolina. So it went from 25 to 32%. Right? Do you remember that evening? Wasn't that great evening? Started off with Ohio, remember? You cannot win unless you win the great state of Ohio. I heard that for a year. And then we won Ohio by eight points. Everyone said, nobody wins it by eight. By the way, we're doing better there now than we did four years ago. And the great Jim Jordan and all those guys. So we won by eight points. And that was the beginning. They said, wait a minute, not only did he win, he won by a lot. But that was like the, uh, the little signal as to what's happening. So then it goes to like 25, then 31, 35. Now we hit the 42. So now I have a 42 chance of winning, and I'm looking at all these other states that I'm leading in, most of them, right? We won 32 or 34 states. So it goes 34, 38, and now they're going, oh, what's going on here? And remember the guy, right? John King at CNN. And he's good with the board. I like it. You know, he got nice action. But, you know, wasn't so good that night. He was shaking. And he's going, well, okay, well, look, this is not looking good. Uh, this is uh, not good. I don't know. And now he's a nervous mess, right? And he's going, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Who's there? Heather? Oh, Hammer. Bill Hammer. Well, Bill Hammer's a good guy, right? Bill Hammer's a good guy. Oh, he said Hammer's better. I agree with that. Hammer's better. Hammer's a good guy. But you know what? It's very interesting. So then we go from 42 to 48, 54, 60, 64, then 71. This is in our favor. Then 78, then you see all the people screaming and crying. And the most beautiful, most beautiful convention center. They had that. Remember, they had the earth that was shaped like the United States. And they had the podium on the state of Florida out there hanging out over... And I looked, I said, you know, I said to our great first lady, I said, first lady, that is the most beautiful looking thing I've ever seen, the way they had it. They spent a fortune. But they knew something was wrong because they went to Grucci, right? And they were on the river at the convention center. And they had a big display of Fourth uh, of July, the whatever the hell it is, right? The fireworks. And they paid a lot of money. But now they had to pay seven million. They owed $7 million to Gucci, and they uh, were all set to do it, and then they decided to cancel. So I then called up Gucci. I said, listen, it's way far away from my location, but I'll give you a million dollars, okay? I tried to buy their fireworks. I figured I'd give New York a, have a little fun. But I'll never forget that beautiful, and it looks so beautiful, 5 o'clock. It's beautiful. They're all looking like, oh, they're going to have a big evening. And by 8 o'clock in the evening, you watch these people. Remember the woman, the woman who's screaming? You know the one I'm talking Screaming. How about her? You think she's a reasonable person to deal with? And she was screaming. They're screaming. And it was, uh, and they talked about the glass ceiling, right? The woman breaking the glass ceiling. And it didn't work out that way. The glass ceiling broke her. But there will be a woman that breaks the glass ceiling. It just won't be Hillary. And you know who else it won't you know who else it won't be? It won't be Kamala. 
won't be. It won't be Kamala, but we worry about her. I'm very concerned about her because, as you probably just heard, just before I walked out, two of the people that travel with her, her chief of staff and somebody else, in the plane with her all the time, uh, they have been tested positive for COVID-19. So we, we extend our best wishes, right? Right? Yes? We extend our best wishes. We extend our best, which is more than they did to me, but that's okay. That's okay. So uh, let's see what, what happens. I mean, it's a tricky thing. It's, uh, it's dust. It's a little tricky thing. Masks, no masks, everything. You can do all you want. But, you know, you still need help from the boss. You need help from the boss. That's what happened. We need help. We need help. It's all right to say. Now, they'll criticize me for that. How dare he say that? How dare he say that? No, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Somebody said to me the other day, you're the most famous person in the world by far. I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. They said, yes, you are. I said, no. They said, who's more famous? I said, Jesus Christ. taking any chances. I'm not going to have an argument. Hey, I'm not having any arguments. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to take any chances. I'll give it, I guarantee. And let me look up and I'll say, and it's not even close. (laughs) To defend our Constitution, I proudly nominated Amy Coney Barrett to the United States Supreme Court. It's been so popular. A lot of people said I got elected because of the United States Supreme Court. I don't know that it's true, but when I ran, you know, people knew who I was and all, but they didn't know too much about my politics, and they figured maybe I'm liberal, maybe I'm, who knows? They didn't know. And they weren't happy because they didn't know who I was going to appoint as a Supreme Court justice. You know, was I going to put a radical left person like he will put? He's got to give a list, by the way. Not only does he, can he not pack the court, which would be horrible. Horrible for a country, for that institution. But he's got to get a, give a list of 10, 12, 15, 20, 25 that he will only pick from. Because people have to be able to see who he's going to pick. You can't let somebody go up and put a crazy, radical left justice in the Supreme Court. So I'm going a step further than them. They don't press him much. How about a guy, how about if I said what he said? He said, no, no, I'm not going to say it. I'll tell him after the election. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. And then these guys walk away. No, no. He's got to say about packing the court, but he's also got to say who from what group will he pick? Give the names because you have to know that. You have to know that. And, you know, they say that's what won me the election. I don't know if it's true, but a lot of people say because I, I came up and I was having a lot of when I first went at a lot of bike back, where people were saying, well, wait a minute, who's he going to pick as a Supreme Court judge? And I said to my people, who are some really great people, I said, give me the top 25, it was 20, and then ultimately expanded to 25 judges, lawyers, you know, a group of people. Give me the top 25 judges, etc., in the United States. I want the smartest, the best, the most brilliant and I'm going to put them in a list. And I didn't know, I don't think, almost any of them. 
but these are the most respected people. They believe in a thing called the Constitution, okay? Which Biden's people won't believe in. You'll, be, you'll see some real beauties if they put in the truth, right? That's why they don't want to do that, because you couldn't win an election if you had to do that. So I said, give me the top 25. And then I went out and I played a little bit cute. I said, all right, I will pick somebody like these people. And you know what? That didn't play. They said, no, you have to pick one of these people, two of these people. And that's what I did. I said, all right, I'll do that. And they say that was 20 or 25 points in terms of the percentages of what I got was a big thing on the United States Supreme Court. Well, I've done it again. I've now taken my original list and we had two great people put, as you know, Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Gorsuch. And by the way, nobody's ever suffered like Justice Kavanaugh, what he went through. Nobody. But we put Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Gorsuch. He's they're fantastic intellects, fantastic people. And now we have Amy to go along with it. And it's going to be unbelievable. Another week, they'll be voting. The full Senate will be voting. And I don't know what can stop it because it's uh, she's so good. It's a it's a freight train. OK, but the fact is, so we have three. But you know what Joe Biden has to say? Who if he has because the next the next president, whoever it may be, better be yes. Because if it's not, if it's not, honestly, you will not have the same country. Because the next president, the next term, will have anywhere from one, two, three, and even four picks. A very unusual. I was very unusual at three. It's a record. But you know what? For a term. But you know what? The next could have, just by statistically, one, two, three, or four. So your whole court, is, as good as we're doing now, and if I didn't do this, you wouldn't even have a Second Amendment. You wouldn't have a Second Amendment. But if they put on two, three, or four, that means they will override, and that's good for 30, 40, 50 years. And, you know, the judges, they go in young, and they last for a long time, which is nice. So... Biden has to go out and he has to not only talk about not packing the court because anybody wants to pack the court shouldn't shouldn't win. And Justice Ginsburg said that. She said, no, the nine, we're friendly. We get together. We're not. We're for the country. She said she made the greatest case for nine. Once you get a big group of people, then you're into the Senate, you're into the House. You know, we've already got that, right? And this is a great institution, maybe our greatest institution. And we can't let some radical group of people destroy it. So, number one, he can't pack the court. And number two, he's got to explain one of 25 or 30 or 40 or 50 people. But he's got to put up a list of people from which he'll choose. And the voters have to know who those people are. And he can't get away with, I'll tell you, after the election and then destroy our country. He can't do it. So that's it. That's it. That's much more interesting than going off a teleprompter when you think of it. But no, but you got to say it. You got to say it like it is. So Biden's agenda would be a catastrophe for North Carolina seniors. And you know that better than anybody. For years, Biden tried to cut Social Security and Medicare. People don't know that about him. 
But he tried to cut your Social Security. You know, great genius. He's going to cut your Social Security and your Medicare. Now Biden's pledging mass amnesty and free health care for illegal aliens. And you saw that. You saw that three months ago when he's on stage and he said to all of these very radical left candidates who wants to give illegal aliens free health care. And they all raised their hand and Biden didn't. And then you could see his right shoulder. was The corpse. I say he's the corpse. And his shoulder was, he looked around, he didn't know what the hell was happening. But he knew everyone else's hand was up. Remember that though? He was like, he knew it was wrong. Look, he's been there for 47 years. Hasn't done a damn thing. He's been there 47. He knew it was wrong, but his right shoulder started moving. And I said, I just won the election. I said, isn't that nice? And you know what? We all have a heart. But what that does is it brings millions of people into our country. They all want to get health care. They want to get education. They want to get all the things that they want to give them. And you can't do it. You can't afford it. But that's what they want. So we're not going to let that happen because it'll decimate Medicare and destroy your Social Security and everything else. Well, I'm president. No one will touch your Medicare or your Social Security. And under my leadership, we're developing the vaccines and therapies and all of those things. And you vote for me. Prosperity is happening already. It's happening. It's happening so fast. Nobody can believe it. We're the number one country in the world by far for economic comeback. And we went down less than any other country. Think of that. Normal life. That's what we want. We want normal. I don't want to talk. We want normal. We want to get back to where we were nine months ago, eight months ago. We want to have those football stadiums, those great teams of yours. We want to have people sitting next to each other, screaming like crazy. You look at the stands, we have a person and then 20 empty seats. No, that's not it. And we'll be back. We're going to be back very soon. Next year will be maybe the greatest economic year, one of the greatest economic years, but maybe the greatest economic year. I think better than last year. Last year was your best. I think we're going to do better. And to a large extent, this election's about many things, but it's between a Trump recovery and a Biden depression. Because if they get in, they're going to raise your taxes quadruple. He says it. They're going to allow millions of illegal aliens in, and they're going to let regulations, all of the cutting that I've done on regulation, which is a number that no president has ever even come close to, whether they were four, eight, or in one case, more than that. They're going to let all those regulations come back in. And the farmers know what I'm talking about. And the tobacco growers know what I'm talking about. Because you couldn't even farm your land. You had so many regulations. Joe Biden would terminate a recovery, delay the vaccine, prolong the pandemic, and annihilate North Carolina's economy with draconian, unscientific lockdowns. He'll keep you locked down, except at a level that you've never seen before. You won't have a state by the time this guy finishes up. Biden's plan will crush America. My plan is already crushing the virus. Look at our numbers. Look at our numbers. This week, oh, damn it. He must have lost his job. He must have been a nice guy. I'm sure he lost his job. This week, even the failing New York Times, the poor writer, I, I read this and I said, this guy is gone. But I didn't know him, so what the heck. The New York Times said that we had so, this is the quote, experts are saying, quote, 
with genuine confidence that the pandemic in the United States will be over far sooner than anybody ever expected. How about that? New York Times. That's right. The writer of that article is gone now, but may he rest in peace. They don't want to say that. They're not happy to hear that because they don't really have our interest at heart. Our early and aggressive action saved so many lives, millions of lives. We pioneered all of these incredible therapies and reduced the fatality rate 80, think of it, 85%. We understand the disease and we have things that work. And I'm working to make the antibody treatment that I received available to anybody that wants it, that has a problem, free. And it's free because it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault, and I only hope it works as well on you. But I tell you, I felt like Superman a day later. Here I am. Here I am. I actually looked at the doctor. He's here with us now. Great doctors. We had so many doctors. I never saw so many doctors. All geniuses. Lowest IQ, 187. And they weren't thrilled. But I looked at him and said, I don't know what the hell you gave me, but I want some more of it. <laughs> now, it was a transfusion, and it was, like, amazing. So we're going to make that available to everybody. We're trying to get it immediately approved by the FDA. And Dr. Hahn is working at the FDA today. And hopefully you don't need it. And for the most part, you won't need it. I think for the most part. But you need it. We're going to get it to you. And you're going to get it. And you're going to get better. And I call it a cure. They call it a therapeutic. I call it a cure. Regeneron. And they have others that are very similar. Great companies. I told you before. Eli Lilly, etc. Through Operation Warp Speed, we will have 100 million vaccine doses before the end of this year. The vaccine will end the pandemic. But it's ending anyway. I mean, they go crazy when I say it. It's going to peter out. And it's going to end. But we're going to help the end. And we're going to make it a lot faster with the vaccine and with the therapeutics and, frankly, with the cures. So we're joined today by some incredible warriors and friends of ours. Congressman David Rouser. Where is he, David? David Rouser. He's a warrior. How are we doing, David? We're doing okay in the state? You're doing good. you have any competition in the race? Any competition or not much? I love that. I like when they say, not much, sir. But if they have, I, I'm always there to help, right? I'm there to help. Thank you, David. Great job. We have a candidate for North Carolina Superintendent of Public Instruction, Catherine Truitt. Catherine. Great. Great. Thank you. Good job, Catherine. I heard that. Chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, Ronna McDaniel. Ronna. Who just recovered herself, by the way. For anybody in that city, look, they're all jumping. Oh, she just recovered. Let's get the hell out of here. No, Ronna's great. Where is Ronna? Right here. Thank you, Ronna. She's great. She did a great job. She ran Michigan for us four years ago. She did so well. And many, many decades since a Republican won Michigan, we won Michigan. I said, I want that person, the RNC. I want that person running the RNC. She's great. So, Ronna, thank you very much. She just, she just fully recovered from COVID. A lot of people are recovering. You know, people are recovering. 99%, 99++. plus. And now with what you can do, you know, one thing I do say, get there early. Get to the hospital early. Get there early. 
They can do things, lots of things, but don't get there late. Get there early. And North Carolina GOP chairman, a friend of ours, a great gentleman, Michael Watley. Thank you, Michael. Great job. How we doing? Doing all right? Looking like a good win, right? And are the numbers that big standing online getting ready to vote, right? Bigger than you anticipated? Uh, he's saying the right things. Thank you, Mike. Now I hear it. Uh, it was on the it was broadcast today. The numbers are crazy. You know what it's called? And this is what we're going to have. We're going to have a red wave. So what they call it. Right? They don't want to send in the ballots and have the ballots thrown away into a dumpster. Who are you for, Trump? Get rid of that one. Get rid of this. is the craziest thing. They want to vote. Our people want to go. They want to vote. It's going to be a big, beautiful red wave. And let them put in their deal. And we'll check in every one of them. We're watching very closely where they came from, where they went, how did they get there, right? All this stuff that's going on. Not a day goes by when you don't read about what crooked things are happening. But the red wave will crush it. And those are people that are going to get there on November 3rd and previous to that. You know, the open voting, when you can vote. But they're going to get there, and people are talking about it already. And you're seeing that, aren't you, huh? You're seeing that. That's great, Michael. That's great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Because there was a landslide. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. But uh, we got a good shot. No, we're doing great in Pennsylvania. We're doing great in Michigan. Doing great in Arizona. I heard some very good numbers just now in Nevada. Um, we're doing good. I mean, we're doing good all over the place. And I don't want to say it too loud because, you know, they get all this money. They'll spend money like crazy. But, you know, ultimately, money doesn't get you there because I spent 25 percent of what Crooked Hillary spent, right? I spent 25 percent. And even after I won, they said, he didn't do as good a job at fundraising. I said, I spent less money and I got criticized that we won. You know, my father taught me a long time ago, if you can win for less money, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Right, good thing. right Michael? Under my administration, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world, and now we are doing it again. In my first three years, family income increased by $6,000, more than five times the gains in all eight years under the last administration. Think of that. So we did more than, really more than eight times. African-American income grew nine times more than it did under Biden and Obama, nine times. African-American unemployment, Hispanic-American unemployment, Asian-American unemployment, all reached in history record highs, highest in history. And we're getting them all back. They're all coming back. We lifted 6.6 million Americans out of poverty. Since the China virus, we've created a record 11.4 million American jobs. We have never produced jobs at that level and that speed. We've already cut the unemployment rate in half. And think of it, 7.8, 7.9, that sounds terrible. But, you know, it sounds pretty good when they're telling you about the 42%, right? Because I figured 42, you know, what are you going to do? We have this crazy situation that happened. And 7.8%, uh, it's uh, pretty incredible when you think about it. And we'll get that way down. It's going down fast. Under Biden, well, yeah, just watch this. Under Biden, 
It took 30 months to recover more than half of the jobs lost in their crisis. It wasn't a crisis, though. It was not great times, but it wasn't a crisis. We did it in five months, so they had 30 months, and they had the weakest recovery in the history of our country, dating back, actually, to when they started, 1929. There was the weakest recovery in the history of our country. And then he wants to tell us how to do things. For 47 years, he did nothing. I love these guys. You know, for 47 years, he did nothing. Now, all of a sudden, he wants to do all these things that I did already. I could do better. You shouldn't have let China in. Well, for two months, he was saying I, I was xenophobic because I closed the borders very early, didn't I? Huh? Jobs have been recovering 23 times faster than the Obama-Biden recovery. 23 times. Not 23 percent, 23 times. And these numbers come from the great Larry Kudlow, who's a good man, by the way. We've spent the last four years reversing the damage Joe Biden inflicted over us for 47 years. Think of it. Biden has waged a decades-long assault on your state against your state's tobacco growers. He was a cheerleader for NAFTA, which was a disaster. TPP, which would have been a disaster had I not terminated it, would have destroyed your state. It would have destroyed manufacturing in our country. And he was totally in favor of China's entry into the World Trade Organization. That's when they took off like a rocket, but not so good anymore. For half a century, Biden twisted his blade into the heart of North Carolina workers. He should not be asking for your votes. He should be begging for your forgiveness. That's what he should be doing. What a job he did. I mean, you go back four or five years, you people were hurting. You were hurting. I have plenty of friends in this state. You were hurting. For decades, our politicians spent trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, fighting foreign wars and defending foreign borders, countries you never heard of. But now we're finally protecting our nation, rebuilding our cities, and we are bringing our jobs, our factories, and our troops back home to the USA. probably the main reason I ran in the first place. And I made the statement the other day, it sort of made sense to me. If Obama and Biden did a good job, I would have never run. I mean, think. I only did it, I only ran because they did a horrible job. And there was no unity. You had Ferguson. Look at what happened in St. Louis. Look at what happened in Baltimore. Look at what happened in Oakland. Look at what happened. There was hatred all over the place. Now they say, oh, wasn't that beautiful? What they did was, they did a terrible job. That's why I'm your president, because if they did a good job, I wouldn't have run. I had a very nice life, believe me. I had a very nice, and by the way, how many of these rallies have you, stand up please. North Carolina, how many, what number is it? Don't be embarrassed. 6-0? 60. They have a group of, 12 women, and I see them a lot. And I say, North Carolina, they remind me of that no matter where we go. And so 60, that's a lot, but that's only about 20%. So, you know, you have a long way to go. <laughs> I'm sure their husbands are thrilled. Where are you going? I'm going to, well, at least here you're close, right? 
And you, and you don't mind, right? We like him. We like him. Great women. Thank you very much. That's really nice. Now, that's really nice. To save our auto industry, I withdrew from the last administration's Trans-Pacific Partnership. I ended the NAFTA nightmare and signed the brand new USMCA, which is just now kicking in and has turned out to be incredible for our farmers, our manufacturers. Everyone said it couldn't be done. There's no way you could end NAFTA. I ended it. It was one of the worst trade deals ever made. I took the toughest ever action to confront China's rampant theft of American jobs. We've achieved energy independence, and we've done it while protecting our pristine environment. You know, we have the best environmental numbers we've ever had, meaning, I guess, over 50 years. Because before that, you didn't have too much action, right? But we have the best environmental numbers, ozone numbers, so many other numbers. In the meantime, China, Russia, India, all these countries, they're spewing stuff into the air. I keep telling my, our people, I say, you know, I love clean air. But Russia and China, you look at a map, you have all these spots. And India and many others are spewing it in. What do you suggest? Well, we don't think you should sell straws anymore. Oh, great. Okay, that's good. You ever hear that? The straw, right? And I say, okay, the straw's good. That's a little straw. That's dirty. Okay, let's... What about the plastic plate? What about the carton? What about the glass that's out of plastic? Well, we'll get to that later. These people are crazy. I recently signed an order placing a moratorium on offshore drilling off the coast of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina. So you don't have to worry about any oil spills in your beautiful land. You don't have to worry. Look how happy she is. She obviously lives on the water. You don't have to worry about those spills. At the same time, I have made it so great for energy. You know, we've never had energy like we do. We're number one in the world now by far and totally energy independent. In 2017, I proudly signed a historic executive order making it official government policy to buy American and hire American. I saw Biden the other day. He's standing here like this. Now what he's got to sign, hire American. I said, I've been saying that for 15 years. It's amazing. And you know, this one, when the Tennessee Valley Authority replaced part of its American workforce with foreign workers, I told the board chairman, chairman, you're fired. Out, you're fired, chairman. You know what he was making? This had nothing to do with me. He was making $8 million a year. He's the highest paid government official, semi-government. It's like a private, semi-private deal. Eight million dollars a year. And I said, you're fired. And what happened is, uh, as soon as I said that, they hired all the employees back from Tennessee and five other states, six other states. Mississippi. They're all back. And they were great. They were great. So we do our little things, right? We did that one and it was great. My opponent's immigration plan is the most extreme in the history of our country. Biden's plan would eliminate U.S. borders by implementing nationwide catch and release. That's catch. A murderer comes over, you catch him. What do you do? Well, not much. Most of them don't say they kill people, right? You catch him, you take their name, and you release them into our country. It was a big deal. It sounds easy. I ended it. But you want to see tough, go through courts, go through 
But I ended it. I ended catch and release. One of the worst things. Now we release them. You know where we release them? We release them back into their country. We don't release them into our country anymore. We say, congratulations, we've got them. Look at all those people standing up out there. Wow, sorry. Sorry we didn't get your seats. Well, they're strong. They're strong people. They're from North Carolina. Making every community into a sanctuary city. This is their goal. And suspending all removals of any illegal alien, no matter how bad they are. Murderers, rapists. They have a deal with Bernie Sanders, Crazy Bernie. He lost twice. Greatest loser of all time. He lost the first time. And he took it. Then he lost the second time. Elizabeth Warren should have dropped out. I'd be running against him. That would be okay. I don't care. There'd be more energy, smaller base, more energy. But it happened twice to Bernie. But I would really be watching and very careful because it would be the total nullification of U.S. borders. They don't want borders. They want to have this country. And what would happen would be our country would be overwhelmed with illegal immigration coming in. Your jobs, crime would go through the roof. And now, as I said, we have the strongest southern border in the history of our country, over 400 miles of wall. Wall will be completed very soon. MS-13 and criminal cartels would have rampaged freely all over the country if it wasn't for ICE and Border Patrol. So we've gotten rid of thousands of MS-13. We delivered them back out of our country. We said, congratulations, here they are. You take them, we're not taking them. These are bad, some bad people. If Biden wins, your borders are gone, which means your health care is gone, the middle class is gone, and your safety is gone. It's very simple. Biden has pledged with Bernie Sanders. This, they made this agreement. You know what it is. They all agreed to a thing. We call it the manifesto. My idea. It's called the manifesto. He's pledged to eliminate our requirement that newcomers to our society be financially self-reliant. We want them to be able to make a pledge that they're not going to take from us. And he'll provide unlimited welfare. He wants to for anybody anywhere in the world that comes into our country. I said, that's a great idea. Where are we going to get the money, Sleepy Joe? Under my leadership, we achieved the most secure border in U.S. history, and we're finishing the wall. So we're up to now 407, I think, 406, 407. We're doing 10 miles a week. Nobody believes it. We invested $2.5 trillion in the U.S. military. Defense spending in North Carolina has soared to more than $1 billion a year, many times what it was. And by the way, all made in the USA, we have uh, the greatest machinery ever made by any nation in history. Russia, China, every one of them, they're all jealous. What we have is uh, not even to be talked about. I actually mentioned this at a rally about two months ago. And they said, he's giving away information. No, I'm not. I'm telling you something. We got stuff that they dream about. All made in the USA. $2.5 trillion. And you know what? Hope to God we've redone our nuclear. We're number one in the world by far. It was going down the tubes. It was old and tired. But hope to God we never have to use it. Remember when I came in, they said, with his personality, we'll, have, we'll be in a war in the first week. Where's the, where's the war? Right? Where's the war? Remember, 
You would have been on a war without me because North Korea, we were going to have a nice nuclear war with North Korea. And now I get along great with him and everyone says, oh, that's terrible that I get along. No, it's a good thing. You know, getting along is a good thing, not a bad thing. And you get along through strength, not through weakness. You never get along through weakness. And we launched the first new branch of the United States Armed Forces. And I never even talked. When I came to North Carolina and talked to you, I never said this. So we actually did more than I promised. I'm the only politician, if you call me that. I'm the only politician that actually did more than I promised. Because I never talked about the Space Force. I never talked about it, right? And as I, you know, sat for a year and I watched and I saw what was going on with Russia and with China and with others, I said, wait a minute, we're going to fall way behind. We can't do that. And we launched the Space Force and Jim Imhoff and some of the people in the Senate were fantastic and the House. And we got it passed. So we have first time in 75 years, think of that, a new force. And it's a big force and it's an important one. We passed VA choice for our veterans and VA accountability for our veterans. Nobody thought that could happen. 42 years. And we took over 100% of the ISIS caliphate. When I came in, it was a mess. They were all over the place. We took over 100% and we killed the leader of ISIS and founder of ISIS, al-Baghdadi. They were after him for 15 years. And we took out the world's number one terrorist, the mass murderer of many American troops and many other troops and many other people. Kasim Soleimani is dead. And I withdrew from last administration's disastrous $150 billion plus $1.8 billion in cash. Can you believe it? Five plane loads of cash. Figure that one. The Iran nuclear deal, a disaster. And, uh, you know, the first call I'm going to get after we win, it's going to be from Iran. Can we make a deal? Because their country's going to hell with the sanctions and all of the things we've done. And they want to make a deal. I said, why don't you wait till after the election? I said, but if you wait till after the election, then it's going to be much tougher. But I said, wait till after the election, because you, you can't make a deal. Now, you've got to see if Sleepy Joe, because if Sleepy Joe gets in, you make the greatest deal ever made. And China will own us. Remember what I said. I kept my promise, recognized the true capital of Israel, and opened the American embassy in Jerusalem. Got it, Bill. And we got it built, Mr. Congressman. We got it built, too. They wanted $2 billion to build it. I said, maybe we could do cheaper. I said to my people, I said, you know the story find something. Maybe we own some land. We did. It had a building on it. So we were going to spend $2 billion. I said, well, let's renovate the existing building. Is it big enough? Oh, it's too big, actually. And how's the location? Much better than the one we were going to buy in Jerusalem. I said, I come back with a price. David Friedman, who's one of the most successful lawyers, now he's the ambassador to Israel. So he calls me up two days later. He says, sir, I think we can do it for $350,000. I said, David, so from two billion, I said, well, what's the difference between the two billion version and the one or three hundred and fifty thousand? He said, sir, honestly, the three hundred and fifty will have a better location, a better building. It's actually better. Now, who would believe stories like this? Right? And I actually told him I did something I don't think congressman I've ever done in my life. I said, David, it's too cheap. It doesn't sound good. Make it more expensive, please. 
So we made it 500,000. Not bad, right? And we opened it up a few months later. So not only did we name Jerusalem, became the capital of Israel, we got the building built. This thing would have taken 10 years, 20 years, would have cost $5 billion. It would have been ridiculous. I also recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. I've been fighting over that for 52 years. And instead of endless wars, we're forging peace in the Middle East. I did more in 47 months than sleepy Joe Biden did in 47 years. It's true. And now he's pushing the most far left agenda ever put forward by a presidential nominee. The Biden plan would destroy your Social Security and he would destroy all pre-existing conditions. And you know it. And so does he. Biden's running mate sponsored a bill to outlaw private health insurance. We have 180 million people that love their private health care. Biden vowed to terminate our travel bans on jihadist regions and surge refugee admissions. He's agreed to this with crazy Bernie by 700 percent. Think of that. Does that sound reasonable? Opening the floodgates to radical Islamic terrorism. I said, no, thank you. He wants to ban school choice and charter schools. And in the second term, and I've already started, we will provide school choice to every parent in America. One of the most important. A vote for Republicans is a vote for safe communities, great jobs, and limitless future. A limitless future for all Americans. And just in concluding, first of all, it's great to be with you on this gorgeous day. This is beautiful. Been a great state. I mean, my granddaughter, you know what happened, right? You know the name of my granddaughter? Carolina! Carolina. Am I allowed to say that to South Carolina? Because I love them too. Can I maybe do it? Am I okay with that? Can I have you from here? No, it's Carolina. Beautiful. Over the next four years, we'll make America into the manufacturing superpower of the world and we'll end our reliance on China. We've already started. We're well on our way. We will hire more police, increase penalties for assault on law enforcement, and we will ban deadly sanctuary cities. We will uphold religious liberty, free speech, and the right to keep and bear arms. We will strike down terrorists who threaten our citizens, and we will keep America out of endless, ridiculous, foolish, stupid foreign wars. We will maintain America's unrivaled military might, and we will ensure peace through strength. That's what we have. We will end surprise medical billing, require price transparency already signed hits in in january 1st don't give biden the credit for it please he won't even know what it is he'll say what did i do and further reduce the cost of prescription drugs at levels that you've never seen before we will strongly protect medicare and social security and we will always protect patients with pre-existing conditions America will land the first woman on the moon in the United States. We'll be the first nation to land an astronaut on Mars, and it'll be soon.
And NASA is now the number one space center in the world by far. And it was, a, it was virtually abandoned when I took over. We will stop the radical indoctrination of our students and restore patriotic education to our schools. We will teach our children to love our country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. And we will live by the timeless words of our national motto, in God we trust. And that won't be changed. They took the word God out of the Pledge of Allegiance, and they got absolutely decimated. They put it back. They said, no, no, we didn't mean it. And then they took it out a couple of other times. That's where they're going, but it's not going to happen. Not even going to come close. For years, you had a president who apologized for America. Now you have a president who is standing up for America and standing up for the great people of North Carolina. So again, this is the most important election of our lives, maybe in the history of our country. So get your friends, get your family, get your neighbors, get out and vote. The red wave is coming. The red wave is coming. And remember, early voting starts, guess when? Today. So go down there. From Wilmington to Winston-Salem, from Asheville to Charlotte, from Greensboro to right here in Greenville, we inherit the legacy of North Carolina patriots who gave their blood, sweat, and tears for this beloved nation. We love our nation. We stand on the shoulders of American heroes who cross the oceans, blaze the trails, settled the continent, tamed the wilderness, dug out the Panama Canal, laid down the railroads, raised up the skyscrapers, won two world wars, defeated fascism and communism, and made America the single greatest nation in the history of the world. And you haven't seen anything yet. Proud citizens like you help build this country, and together we are taking back our country. We are returning power to you, the American people, and we are returning it fast, faster than anyone ever thought possible. With your help, your devotion, and your drive, we are going to keep on working, we are going to keep on fighting, and we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together with the incredible people of North Carolina, we have made America wealthy again. We have made America strong again. We have made America proud again. We're proud. We will make 
America safe again quickly. And we will make America great again. Thank you, everybody. Go out and vote.